Ruth Ann, today Talk CDL is brought to you by National Carriers, 888-311-7076. If you want to lease one of those big, beautiful blue Kenworth T6As, also looking for some students and company drivers, again, call them at 888-311-7076. We're also brought to you by Carter Lumber. Carter Lumber is looking for Class A and Class B local drivers. You can be home every night. They have over 160 locations. Go to their website, www.carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. All right. We're also brought to you by LoadSmart, which uh, is the owner of Camion. And Camion has that break even calculator, Ruth Ann, with today's fuel prices well over five bucks. Right now, a break even calculator will help owner operators, small fleets, large fleets. Even company drivers, you know, be able to download this free break-even calculator and uh, watch their budget a little better. Camion, that's K-A-M-I-O-N dot I-O forward slash talk CDL. That's K-A-M-I-O-N dot I-O forward slash talk CDL. Ruthann, we've got a subject on talk CDL today that... It's probably going to tick off a lot of truck drivers. I think it's already started it. Yes, and you know what we're talking about, right? The speed limiters. Exactly, speed limiters. You know, it's funny. This is hilarious. I remember back in, I want to say, 2015, 2016, uh, there was a pilot program that was announced in five states over in Virginia and four other states. Okay. Almost like, and do you remember the CSA 2010? It yeah. was, that was when, in 2010 was when the CSA came out, okay? And they had ran a five-state, uh, what are you laughing at? You keep moving your arm, and the arm from here keeps going this way. Uh, okay. <laughs> I'm waiting for you to, like, say, stop making the noise. <laughs> you, th- you think I'll blame it on you? Yeah. <laughs> so, so anyways, back in, in 2010, when, when they did their pilot program, they had five uh, states that they were doing, you know, running the basically where you got pulled in and everything you did, every uh, way station, every uh, uh, inspection went on a report for you. You got your own PSP, CSA uh, number, and you got a, a rating in five states. Mm-hmm. Well, and then they kicked it off officially. That was in 2010 when they kicked it off officially. And, and, and going back to the speed limiter that you were just you just mentioned speed limiters. Well, they had the pilot program in those five states over on the East Coast, and that's over now. And we're getting news. We just got it last week. We broke that, and they announced that they are going to move forward with the new speed limiters, which is going to be on their uh, engine. I'm not sure if it's on their um, uh, what's it called the uh, part of their motor the 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 part that uh reduces the motor but anyways they they're going to be uh going forward with this new speed limiter program and the worst part about this ruthann the worst part it's Tell gonna me. it's gonna affect everyone owner well see to be honest with you if you're an owner operator you buy your own truck right for you to go out and spend $180,000 on a truck and then be told you it's going to be castrated 
What do you think? Of, what do you? What are your thoughts on that? Do you think that the government? Do you really think that maybe the trucking industry is a little overregulated? Yes, yes, I do. I think that there's, I think that there's too much to it, as far as telling every single person what they can and can't do. As far as being an owner operator, they should have the right, just like any other other person. If you can go and buy your own truck and you can do all these things and pass this huge exam to be able to drive that truck, you shouldn't be respected enough to not have limitations done on your truck itself, like on your, on your speed. I know there are some that are a little crazy, but you have that with cars. So why, I mean, cars can kill just as deadly as a truck because a lot of times it's the cars that cause the trucks to wreck. So they're not being limited by their speed. So I don't see why the truck should be limited. I mean, and I, I agree with you. I really do. Um, boy, there's so many mixed emotions over this that it just, I'll tell you what I remember. Let me tell you what I remember. First off, if, if they limit the truck, that means you're going to have a split speed limit car mm-hmm. versus truck. Again. You know, and it's and, still in some states. Well, there's, I think you have a little article on uh, some people that had done a little bit of research on split speed limits where many are claiming that when you have, say, a car that can do, well, let's put it this way. If you're on the interstate and it's a 70 mile an hour interstate or even go to one of the interstates at 75, everybody is really running 10 over, correct? Yeah. Okay, so it, let's just say let's say you're on an interstate that runs 70 and everybody's running 80 between 78 and 82. Now, the proposed speed that they're trying to put truckers at is going to be 60 65 or 68, I believe that's what I read. So one of those three speeds. Now, just imagine if they go 60, if they they literally castrate every truck down to 60, and then you have cars that are just averaging 80. I I, I think what, got, what really bothers me about that is when you look at the 60 to 68, it doesn't matter which one they choose. Most trucks, especially the company trucks, they're already doing that. They're not, some of these companies already have that as their speed limit. So where are they getting that they feel as though that these trucks, I mean, some trucks might get up to 70, but there's very few trucks that are, are able to go over that. When you look at the hole, as far as trucks on the road, as a big hole, if you look at a little pie graph, there's a very small amount that really are able to go 70 and higher. Well, I mean, that's true. That is true. I mean, I think, I think a lot of your, your good companies have the truck set at 70 usually. And I, and I know recently a lot of the bigger companies actually jacked some of theirs up to like 68. Okay. But if they crank everybody down to 60. They're asking for a lot of problems. Well, I mean, you're absolutely right. If you think about what problems can arise, first off, if Again, I'm going to say this: if a if a truck if a tractor trailer is doing 60, 65, and cars are doing 15 to 20 over that, there's a, there's rear end, there's going to be a lot of rear ends. Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying a million, but I'm just I am saying that there's going to be quite a bit of uh, I shouldn't say quite a bit, but there's going to be more rear end collisions 
where a car runs up a tractor trailer's butt if you have it in all 48 states. Well, I mean, here's the thing. You're going to have, no matter what, the right lane's going to be designated strictly to the tractors because there's there's no way that they're going to be able to go and pass many people because they're all going to be flying past them. So, And then if you have all the tractors set at the same exact speed, What's going to happen when you have a truck that's loaded and one that's unloaded? They're going to be battling up, and then if they are passing one another, then you're going to have a whole line of someone stuck behind a tractor trying to pass another one when they're not able to go much different in speed. It's going to depend on how heavy their loads are. Yeah, and and I like what you said about the right lane because I believe that that's that's going to almost have to be because can you imagine... Most interstates, once you get outside the city, there are two lanes going one way. Okay, you got four lanes, two going one way, like, for example, 95. I-95, most of I-95 is two lanes going north, two lanes going south, right? Now, can you imagine if, if the speed limits, say it's at 60, can you imagine what it, you already know what it's like when, say, two JB Hunt or two Swift trucks are trying to pass each other? Right, you're you're sitting there for five, ten miles, mm-hmm. and you're behind them, mm-hmm. and you're getting agitated because you can't get past them. And you're saying, "Why did you try to pass in the first place? You can't get it going, anyways." And and the reason why they're going to be passing each other is because one might have forty four thousand pounds in the wagon, and another might have one might be empty. Mm-hmm. So uh, you know, it's or or you know, have thirty thousand pounds, and he can go a, just a little quicker than the other guy. Yeah, that momentum came going. It's. I I think I can, I think I can, I think I can, and then it's dying down. Right. Now, now think about this, though. It's not just going to be one time if everybody's at that speed, Ruthann. you gotta, you got to realize one thing. Okay, let's say it takes you 10 miles to get past two trucks trying to pass each other, right? Yeah. It's probably five more minutes later you're going to be running into the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're not going, you're, you are going to slow down. The industry in a whole... And I'm, I don't mean trucking. I mean, like, traffic is going to come to a complete slowdown for the simple reason truckers ain't just going to stay in that slow lane unless, they, like you said, if they restrict it and make it law, then there's a lot Then there's a lot of BS because you, you still have to be able to pass the guy that's you know, can't go any faster than 55, 60 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. And so it's going to create a lot of havoc. I, bl- I believe it'll create a lot of havoc, just that alone. Well, I think what's going on right now is a lot of the trucking industry when it comes to that is regressing. And it's we went past there, that, that stage where you know all the trucks were going 55 and 60. We got past that and... Deliveries were being made great. Stock, you know, the shelves were being stocked well. Now, putting it back when we're already having a, a shelf crisis where stuff's not getting on the shelves, I think regressing back to a speed where you're now going to make that merchandise that you're speaking of take longer to get to these these destinations. You know, what used to take two days is now going to take three because they're they're not going to be able to get their hours in. You know, that's a good point. We're going to talk about that here a little bit. Um, Why don't you read the article that you have? You got bits and pieces of an article and go ahead and read that. And let's, let's try to make heads or tails of that. That's also talking about the speed limiters that they're proposing on track trailers. Okay. Differential speed limits make roads less safe. Studies show that a higher variance of vehicle speeds in traffic flow increases the risk of an accident. 
1964, David Solomon wrote a report entitled Accidents on Main Rural Highways Related to Speed Driver and Vehicle, published by the Bureau of Public Roads, predecessor to the Federal Highway Administration. In order to define the relationship between speeds, characteristics of drivers and vehicles, and accidents, Solomon collected data from 11 cooperating states on 600 miles of main rural highways. The study recorded 10,000 drivers across two-lane and four-lane highways and discovered vehicles traveling 10 to 15 miles per hour less than the average speed of all traffic had a much greater chance of being involved in a crash. Solomon presented his findings in a distinguished U-shaped curve, which has now become famous. In fact, Solomon wrote that regardless of the average speed on the highway, the more a driver deviates from the average speed, the greater his or her chance of being involved in an accident. Low-speed drivers are more likely to be involved in accidents than high-speed drivers are, as 80% of rear-end collisions involving a large truck and a car resulting in a fatality, the passenger vehicle rear-ended the truck. Okay, you still have more to read, right? Correct. I just want to. I want to. I want to just make a point about what he wrote, and it makes so much sense. Think about this: the more a vehicle deviates from the uh, average traveled speed, for example, you have a hundred trucks going south on I ninety five, and ninety of them are doing seventy miles an hour, and then you've got five of them that are doing sixty five. And you've got five of them are doing 75. What he's really saying there is, you know, the, the more you're not in, you know, marching along with the, with everybody in the flow of traffic, mm-hmm. the more moves you have to make. I read, I read an article, maybe that was it, where he was talking about when you're, when you have different speeds going intentionally like that, it creates more movements in traffic. You know what I'm saying? So Meaning you have to swerve in and out. I was just going to ask you movements by what? Yeah. Movements by you have to, you know, be going over to the passing lane, coming back, going around people, blah, blah, blah. When you have a, a mixed speed. Okay. You have more of a chance when you have more people having to make more moves going down the road. Yeah. It, it increases the chance of a little accident or a big accident. It's just no question about it. But when everybody's running the same pace, it's a, a lot safer, and that's been proven. So go ahead. Let's let's hear what you got more. I, oh, go ahead. I want to say something on that. I think when you have people going at the different speeds like you're talking about, one of those incidences that have become very prominent from, from a factor of people going much slower is road rage. So if you have um, a lot of people doing a lot slower speeds, then what they're allowed to do I think, especially if it's creating any form of traffic jams or just anything like that, and they're being evasive, like switching back and forth, you're creating more of road rage, I, I believe. No, actually, I, w- I was actually going to say that earlier uh, when we were talking. But yeah, absolutely. You think about the incident we were talking about. You've got two tractor trailers that are set at, say, 60 or 65 miles an hour both. But one has 44,000 pounds. The other one, say, has 38,000 pounds. It kind of gives the one a little bit of an edge, like on a hill. Mm-hmm. You know, whatever the case is, depending on how the trucks are set up. But obviously, the, the one with the less weight in the truck on a level ground or going on a slight incline up is going to have the advantage. So it's But it's going to take him or her a little longer to pass. Thus, keeping traffic behind them 
you know, backing up maybe for five miles. I mean, five miles goes by really fast. But if you're in a car and you're wanting to do 80, yeah, you're right. You're being restricted. You're losing your control. It's going to piss a lot of people off. And my, I'll tell you right now, I would tell every trucker out there to start carrying even more because, you know, these speed limiters might create a, a, uh, a lot more road rage because now you're, people are going to feel you're more in their way. And it's going to get, I think, more dangerous for truckers. People being late for work, people being late to anywhere or in a hurry for like the hospital. You just never know. Yeah, that was a great point, Ruthann. It's going to create more enemies to the trucker just simply because, and and, and truckers are going to be even more, and we're already in a danger when we're out there, you know, away from home for a couple weeks at a time. This is going to put the trucker in a little bit more of a position where he's more of a target now because he's just a big 70, 70 foot piece of machinery in somebody's way. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Additional research studies have been published through the years that support Solomon's conclusions, such as the Interstate System Accident Research Study 2, published by the Bureau of Public Roads, now the FHWA, and the Commercial Motor Vehicle Speed Control Devices, published in 1991 by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration. Both studies confirmed the U-shaped curve established initially by Solomon. Speed differentials equal more traffic interactions equal greater likelihood of accidents. In 2005, Dr. Stephen Johnson of the University of Arkansas conducted a study entitled Cost-Benefit Evaluation of Large Truck Automobile Speed Limit Differentials on Rural Interstate Highways, which found that differentiating speeds were shown to produce more interaction between vehicles. Dr. Johnson found that as speed of an individual vehicle deviates from the main traffic on, on a roadway, the number of interactions between vehicles increases and the potential of being involved in accidents. Yeah, so you just worded what I was trying to say earlier. Exactly. You know, you're you create more interactions with drivers and which which obviously the more moves you have to make, the more uh your odds go up of being in an accident. So, you know, it, it it's it's he's he's spot on when he's writing. Um, you know, I, I I thought about a couple other things that it's going to uh create. Now think about this. Each time you add, each, when you slow the trucking industry down, right now, the trucking industry, everything is based on man hours. You, you see what I'm saying? Like, you have a 70-hour week, right? If you can average, let's see, if you have a 70-mile-an-hour truck and you can, at the end of the week, you, let's say you can average 60 to 62-mile-an-hour, you know what I mean, with stopping and slowing and blah, blah, blah. Well, if you drop a trucker down to 60, 65, now he's, now the average trucker is going to be averaging, you know, just figure 10 miles an hour under that or more, you know, so you're talking now he's averaging in the 50 some miles an hour. Now think about that math. That means it takes it. You, you just lost 10 miles an hour as an average, mm-hmm. if not more, which means less miles which means, you know, more man hours it takes to get that delivered. Right. Therefore, it costs more to pay the trucker to get it to where it's going, okay? And then it's going to also create, which is already insane right now in the stores, inflation. I mean, what's your grocery bill look like? You know? What's your grocery bill look like? Is it a lot more money? Well, yeah, because what's going on is everything's gone up. Exactly. So, 
you know, the bottom line with it is, you know, dropping, I, I mean, you would almost think that they would have to be thinking, you know, what's, what, what, I almost, you know what it almost sounds like to me? It's like a great, it's almost like they're building a great excuse for autonomous trucks. Yes. Because autonomous trucks don't have to sleep. They can continuously run round the clock as long as they're, you know, either charged or fueled. They, you know, the, uh, uh, they, they don't have to sleep like a truck driver does. And this is almost like a bigger push. Like you said, the trucking industry is kind of regressing here because it's, you're actually a bigger push now for more help in the industry. I mean, we've already, we already have less truck drivers now. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you start putting speed limiters on, on the trucks, What's your answer to to making up those man hours that you're going to lose? Right. No, I agree. That's. I think that it's going to make everything take longer. Um, like I said earlier, instead of being two days to get a delivery done, now it's going to end up going into the third day because it's going to hit where they're going to have to cut off their hours because they've already cut back the driver's hours that they can drive at, at a time. So cutting back their hours, now making their speed cut back, the driver just lost how much more he can drive in one day, he's now cut back on that. So it, it, it's, it's regressing back on them. Yeah, let me tell you what's going to happen. Trucking companies are going to have to pay the truck driver more. Mm-hmm. Or guess what? They're going to lose truck drivers because a truck driver, first off, think of, do you remember when we were kids in Pennsylvania, the speed limit was 55? And it was like, it was the most boring. I mean, just, I lived in Schuylkill County which um, I lived in Oregsburg my whole life, most of my life, and a trip to, say, Harrisburg, you know, I think I think we can go to Harrisburg now in, like, less than an hour. Just run out the, you know, run out 443 or or uh, out through Pine Grove, get on 81, run down past the 78 split, and you're, you're almost in Harrisburg, okay? Mm-hmm. It, I think an hour, give or take. Hershey Park, 45 minutes we could be there, right? But when I was a kid... I remember my mom and dad taking us to, to Hershey Park, and we were at 50, the speed limits were 55 miles an hour. I, re, I specifically remember that, and I remember how much of a boring damn trip at 55 it was. <laughs> Can you imagine going across the country at 60 miles an hour in a tractor trailer? Mm-hmm. It's got to be horrible. It's got to be. I mean, it's got to be like, you know, wake me the hell up when I get there. Yeah. I mean, I, I'm just saying it's going to create more. I think it's going to push drivers out of the industry because like I was saying, there's, there's plenty of truck drivers that will never work for a company that doesn't, I've heard truckers say, if the trucking company can't do the speed limit, I'm not going to work for them because it's too, too, too damn dangerous. I don't feel like driving 10 miles an hour under the speed limit. Mm-hmm. And you know, they got a valid point. Yeah. So here we are and they're about to legally castrate Every tractor trailer company out there, that's great. And you do you realize also that most of the big trucking companies are already set up for, you know, slow speeds. They're already, they're already set up that way. And they're already, mm-hmm. most of them are castrated now, the big ones. Yeah. So we mentioned earlier how there are so many that are like that to begin with. But, but did you know that, that the country's made up more of small companies than it is big companies? I'm serious. There's, there's, if you look up in the industry and if you go into the systems, there's over 250,000 registered truck, trucking companies in the United States. Most of them will have one to five trucks. Okay. But if you just look at how many that adds up to, it's insane. 
There's 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 a couple million trucks on the road, and you know JB Hunt, Swift, and Warner, and and uh, some of the big companies, they don't they don't barely even equal a hundred thousand trucks. You know, if you think about it, I think Warner has like ten thousand, JB Hunt has like twenty, uh, Swift has about twenty. So there's fifty thousand there. CR England has maybe what five to seven thousand trucks, and then you got Covenant. You got you got these. These companies that have like, you know, 2,000 trucks here and there, PNS has 2,000. You know, till you add it all up, the big companies don't equal what the little, and what I'm getting at is the little companies are the ones that have the fast trucks. So there's more trucks that go faster than not. If you go down the road and, and you're passing trucks in the interstate, most of them are companies you've never even seen or heard of. If you just take notice of it, it's the truth. So what I'm getting at is, it's going to push a lot of guys and gals that are out of the industry because you're used to being able to do ten over, and now you're now you're stuck at ten under. That's going to be a nightmare. Well, it makes might make some of those smaller companies go out of business because there's only a couple of trucks there, and if they can't um, deliver the freight properly, they might lose their contracts, and that might be the only thing that was holding them together. This this. Um, since COVID and, and since everything started getting more limited was the fact that they could deliver them uh, at a timely manner because of the fact that they, they were able to go a little bit faster. You know what I mean? They were smaller. So they're, you know, they might've been able to do that. I almost think that for every trucker now that is used to getting home every seven days or every 14 days, he's now going to be pushed out to 10 to, to 21 days. You know what I mean? Because it's going to be an extra couple days added on to his work just to get done what he was doing before. So, I mean, it's, I, I just, it seems like the working, the guy doing the work is always the one getting screwed. I'm serious. Doesn't, does it not seem like that to you? No, I, I, I think that the truck drivers are the ones that they don't get their due just. Yes. And you know what? Can I tell you something? They are only, they can only take away from the trucker as much as the trucker will allow it. It's true. That that is very true. It's it, unfortunately we don't stick together, so it'll probably pass and it'll probably be allowed. You know, right? It, uh, if they don't fight it enough and they don't show the points of why it's just stupid to do it, you guys, you guys ought to, you know, start petitioning for this one because you petition for COVID. Get a you, get a petition going and try to fight this only because. You guys have no idea how much of a nightmare you're up against, especially you young truckers that have never seen 55 mile an hour in a truck, and mm. that, that'll become a nightmare. I'm not saying it's going to be 55, but it definitely sounds like 60, 65, or 68. Anyways, let's move on. Let's get off this speed limiter thing and uh, talk about a couple sponsors, Ruthann. How about driving-tests.org it's, it's a program it costs $49.95 for a month and they guarantee you that you will pass your CDL test if you're sitting in a school right now and you're paying six seven thousand many of you guys are going to fail your and it's the truth because we have people writing in I had a guy write into me this morning no joke wrote into me this morning and he said hey I failed the the uh, I don't know if it was the parallel oh, the parallel parking so they must do parallel parking where he's at and he failed that, and he has to re-sign up for it Monday. And with his school, he only has one more free attempt with the school. Mm. That's all he's got. So if, if you guys had driving-tests.org, you would be guaranteed or your money back to pass this test. Also, Ruth Ann, DriveWise, 
D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E. We're brought to you by drivewise.com. And these are the people that all you have to do is go on there, uh, go to drivewise.com, D-R-I-V-E-W-Y-Z-E.com, and just sign up for their uh, uh, scale bypasser uh, a- application. Mm-hmm. And guess what? You don't have to have, I, I know the other folks that are their competition, they have to have a transponder of a little machine they order for the truck. This is just an app. You just order it, download it, and you're already bypassing the scale and not having to be inspected or weighed. Mm-hmm. And then last but not least, we're brought to you by JJ Keller, JJ Keller, the trucker's secretary, call them at 888 888- Zero, I'm sorry, 888-601-2017. These people will keep your paperwork in line. If you are a company, a small company that's short-staffed for pennies, call these people, and you'll actually have your own little private staff on hand that will keep your paperwork managed. They're great. And if you're looking to become an owner-operator, they'll file all your paperwork for you. 888-601-2017. Ruthann. I got one more thing I'd like to talk about real quick. Okay. All righty. And, and it's interesting. It's just kind of a, actually two little things. Number one, we talk CDL posted this and I see it's, I see it's in CDL life. Um, you know how like truckers get stuck under bridges. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, interesting enough. Right. Well, here, let me show you this. That's a picture of two truckers. One hit it at about, I'm going to say six o'clock in the morning. An hour later, another went on the other side and he got stuck. Oh, gosh. Two, I mean, I, I've never seen two truck drivers get stuck, but one of the truck drivers on our blog mentioned, he said, you know, no matter what that bridge sign says, if I see the one one trucker stuck on one side, I'm stopping. <laughs> you know, and I'm not, I mean, I guess I am kind of making fun of the second guy more than I am the first guy. Yeah. I mean, guys, so our advice... Monkey see, monkey do. Yeah, and this, it says, this was in Joliet, Illinois. Police said that two truck drivers were sighted after striking the same railroad, Vidoc, on Thursday morning. The first strike occurred at 5.30 a.m. Uh, on May 5th in the downtown Joliet area. Uh, the report uh, that Sam Taggio was driving a semi-truck northbound in the right lane on Scott Street when the vehicle struck the Vidoc, causing damage to the structure as the trailer tipped to the side. Uh, as police were still on the scene, Ruth Ann, listen to this. As police were still on the scene, responding to the first truck at 6.30 a.m. an hour later, a second truck driven by Israel Gonzalez was also northbound on Scott Street in the left lane when he struck the Vidoc. So, Ruth Ann, let's give these people some advice. If you see a trucker stuck under the bridge, okay, and you have a bridge right beside it, um, Stop. Pay attention. Just stop. Yeah. I mean, stop and approach, but stop. You know, I, I can't even say anything else about that, Ruthann. Uh, and in fact, they both almost look like they have the same trailer. So with that being said, I've got one more thing I'd like to just mention here on Talk CDL today. A uh, Listen to this uh, article. It says, police say that motorists murdered female passenger with intentional crash into semi-truck on Kentucky Interstate. A motorist is facing multiple charges following a fatal crash that occurred in McCracken County, Kentucky, last month. 44-year-old motorist Jared King of Missouri has been arrested and charged with murder, wanton 
engagement, first degree, criminal mischief, first degree, criminal mischief, second degree, operating on a suspended, revoked license, failure to yield the right away, and disregarding a traffic control device, according to the police. The charges were issued following a crash that occurred at 3.35 p.m. on Thursday, April 28th, on the eastbound I-24 mile marker 13.5. It says the uh, the intentional... investigation determined that a 2004 Chevy Silverado and a 1999 Freightliner collided on the eastbound side of 24. Uh, Toyota Camry and a 2014 uh, International were also involved in the collision as a result of the initial crash. The passenger in the Silverado, 51-year-old Missouri resident Tammy King, was airlifted to a hospital but died the next morning Prayers for the King family uh, uh, from major injuries sustained in the crash. Jared King, which is her husband, uh, also suffered serious injuries. Patrol staff and detective have been actively investigating the collision for the last week. After conducting numerous interviews and traveling out of state collected evidence, it has been determined that the collision was an intentional act on the part of Jared King. More specifically, Jared King intentionally drove into the cross into and across the eastbound lanes of the Interstate 24 directly in the path of an oncoming semi-tractor trailer. After Jared King was released from the hospital, he was arrested and booked into McCracken County Regional Jail. So anybody out there thinking, all I got to do is swerve into a trucker and, and I can kill my wife and collect the insurance. You know, looking at that guy, I doubt he had insurance. But the bottom line is, Ruthann, bottom can't line. can't do it. Death by tractor trailer, suicide by tractor trailer, or murder by tractor trailer. That's what Mr. Jared King is accused of right now, allegedly trying to rub out his wife, and he did it, and now he's uh, going to prison up the creek without a paddle. Mm-hmm. And that, my friends, is my podcast for the week. Ruthann, do you have the word of the day? I do. What do you got? New Tumpley? <laughs> New Taffley. New Taffley? But do it again. No Taffley. No Taffley. What does that mean even? It is the collecting of banknotes as a hobby. You know, you have your stamp collectors. Well, no Taffley is when you collect money. You know, like the, you know, from different countries and stuff, you just kind of collect these little notes and yeah. stuff from different areas. That's called no Taffley. I didn't even know it had a word. I just thought it would be somebody collecting money. Yep. There you go. It's called New Topoly? No, New Taffily. New, like Taffy? N-O-T-A-P-H-I-L-Y. New Taffily. If you're a money collector, you are a Taffler. I, I, I guess so. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, real quick, we also mentioned this on a uh, live feed earlier. Uh, Facebook will no longer be uh, carrying podcasts. So the podcast that you guys have been following us on, if you're get your your announcement usually on Facebook, you will not be getting that after June 3rd. So if you want to continue to follow the show and hear Toxedios episode every week, that's brought out at around three o'clock in the morning, every Sunday it's uploaded, go to www.talkcdl.com. And when you go on our website, scroll down to where you see subscribe, or you'll see a little thing it'll say to put your name in. And just all you put your do is put your name in and your email and, and hit it, submit, and we will automatically send you the newest release every Sunday. You'll get 
that. And all you got to do is click on it and go to it. You can follow us on our own page or Podchase or wherever, wherever there's a podcast. Uh, you can follow us and subscribe there also. Ruthann, I'm out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.